Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 15 of The House with the Twisting Passage by Marion Sinjin Webb. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caro. Chapter 15. The February Lady's Story. Jenny did not know why she called her the February Lady. It may have been because it was the first day of February when she first thought about her. Jenny had always imagined the February Lady dressed in cloudy grey, and when she found her, so she was. The February Lady was fond of animals. Jenny knew this because Aunt Abby's little kitten was always to be found in the room where the February Lady lived. It's such a dear, she said when Jenny came to fetch it one day to give it its dinner. But what a mite it is! I expect it looks extra tiny to me, because at home I have got two enormous cats. Like small dogs they are. They will be glad to see me when I get back. What are their names? asked Jenny. Chubby and Smooge, said the lady. What funny names, Jenny smiled. Why did you call them Chubby and Smooge? I don't know. The names just came. I knew directly he stepped out of the basket that he was the Smooge, and Chubby there could be no mistake about. How did you find them? inquired Jenny. Well, the lady began, but wait a minute. First you go and fetch the kitten's dinner. Haddock said Jenny. It'll love that, the lady nodded. Bring the haddock up here, and while the kitten's having it, I'll tell you about Chubby and Smooge. Jenny was soon back with the plate of fish, and while the kitten purred and ate, both at the same time, the February lady smoothed out her cloudy grey frock and sat down on the hearthrug beside Jenny and the kitten and told her story. Chubby and Smooge If you pass through a certain quiet court in the middle of London, you will find, almost any day of the week, the biggest and fattest cat you have ever seen sitting on the steps before one of the doorways. This is Chubby. And up on a window sill above him, looking down into the court, you will probably see another huge cat with very long white whiskers. This is the Smooge. They are both tabby cats, though Smooge has four white paws, a nose that is half white and half tabby, and a lot of black on his back and tail. Chubby is tabby all over, with a thin black ring round his neck, like a necklet. 
but the really surprising things about Chubby are his cheeks. They stick out on either side of his face and make it look so fat. Just look at that cat's face, people say as they pass, or what a face! And Chubby meows and makes a funny little sound like at them because he likes attention and if they stop and stroke him he rubs his head against them and meows again the smooge looks on at all this with interest he is not very fond of coming down into the court himself but prefers to look down on the passers-by from his window-sill he is very fond of chubby and sometimes when chubby is out smooge will walk in and out of the rooms of the flat where he lives crying and looking for his friend Chubby is not so particular about Smooge. He likes him very much, but Chubby has a great many friends, and enemies, out in the court to take up his interest, while Smooge has only Chubby. He doesn't like a lot of friends. We found Chubby when he was a kitten, long before the Smooge came. Such a funny little broad-shaped plump-faced kitten he was. At that time we lived in a house by the sea, and one morning we saw him sitting on top of the garden wall. He sat there for a long time, such an odd little bunch, and meowed whenever we went out and spoke to him. Presently we took him a saucer of milk. Chubby liked this and began to purr loudly, and when he had drunk it up, sat down and waited for some more. So we gave him some more and after that he still sat on the wall and waited. "'Whoever can he belong to?' we said, and made inquiries all round the neighbourhood. But nobody seemed to own him, this funny little fat kitten. "'Perhaps he will go home if we take no notice of him for a while,' we said. So we took no notice, but he didn't go home, and didn't move off the wall, until dinner-time when we found him on the step outside the back door. He crept in and sat by the kitchen fire, and we gave him some dinner. He slept by the kitchen fire that night. And the next day we could see that he had quite made up his mind to adopt us. So we were adopted, and we called him Chubby, which is his real and only name, although he's always having fresh nicknames invented for him. Names that last for a day and are then forgotten. Out of this crowd of names, there is one that is not entirely forgotten. It comes back at long intervals, when Chubby is looking like it. This name is Hoobleboobles. I can't explain to you what a Hoobleboobles looks like, but if you were to see Chubby, you would understand at once. There are times when he is exactly like one. He was a mischievous little kitten and one of his favourite tricks was to hang on to the end of the broom when the floor was being swept, and he would hang on so tightly, thrashing the brush with his hind legs, that it became impossible to sweep the floor unless we used Chubby himself as the brush. And then we came to live in London, in a flat. We wondered at first how Chubby would like it, after having a garden of his own to play in. He could go out as much as he liked, we thought, and there were grass and trees close by the flat. Chubby was a most obliging little soul. 
he quickly settled down amid his new surroundings and soon knew every nook and corner of the neighbourhood of his new home and whenever he wanted to come in he would run up the short flight of stairs to his front door and push the door with his paw so that it rattled and as soon as the rattle was heard the door was opened at once by this time chubby had grown from a little fat kitten into a big fat cat he was always busy filling up his days with eating sleeping playing and fighting he loved a good fight i am sorry to say and there was one particular friend of his with whom he was always quarrelling and after these quarrels chubby would come in with a scratch across his nose or a little piece bitten out of his ear but always very cheerful and purry with an air of i may be a bit knocked about but you should see what i gave him he was always about the place somewhere sitting on the window-sill or down on the step talking to all the passers-by or continuing his quarrel with his friend in the court one evening he asked to go out of the front door and i let him out as usual he ran with his fat little legs down the stairs and out into the court i remember i looked down and saw the tip of his tail disappear round a bend in the staircase i little dreamed at the time how long it would be before i saw the tip of his tail or indeed any little bit of chubby again chubby did not come in for his supper that night nor was he in for breakfast the following morning and the whole of the following day passed and still no chubby this was unusual but it was not until the next day came and went and the next and the next and the next and still no sign of chubby that we began to be really alarmed a week went by i made inquiries all over the place everybody seemed to know chubby but nobody had seen him lately two weeks passed and by this time i had searched every likely place in the neighbourhood and had gone in the quiet of the evenings and listened and called outside any place where he might possibly have got shut up but never a sight nor sound of chubby three weeks went by we had advertised his loss in the papers and all the dustmen and the sweepers and the lamplighters and the postmen were on the lookout for him now ever since he had lived in london chubby had worn a thin leather collar round his neck on which i had written his address in ink how i wish that i had had a properly engraved plate on the collar then whoever found him would be sure to read where he came from the ink would probably have got smudged out by now i thought four weeks passed five weeks passed we had done everything we could think of to find out what had become of our chubby but he was still missing and we were beginning to give up hope of seeing him again we were afraid that he had either got run over or else someone had deliberately stolen him i wished again and again that i had had his name and address engraved on his collar if only i could know the end of him know that he was not in pain not suffering anywhere i could not bear to see the steps where chubby used to sit and hold his receptions nor could i bear to look at the grating of the cellar through which he used to squeeze himself turning his face sideways and getting first one cheek through and then the other because his face was too fat to go in front ways it seemed dreadful to think that i might never see him again in these old haunts of his 
even his quarrelsome friend seemed to be missing him and went about with a depressed air he had not had a good quarrel for five weeks one morning there came a knock at the front door it was a girl who said she had come from an abc tea shop in the strand we saw an advertisement you have lost a big cat haven't you she said have you found it yet no well a big cat a very big cat ran into our shop the other day right up on to the top floor he went and he has stayed there ever since my heart began to beat rapidly how long ago when he first ran in i asked eagerly about three weeks said the girl we've only just seen your advertisement it's a very big cat i'll come at once i said and within a few minutes i had reached the a b c shop right up on the top floor said the manageress smiling he won't come down seems very frightened we don't know where he came from we have been feeding him of course but we can't keep him i do hope he's yours i flew up the stairs to the top floor in a small back room was a pile of boxes he's got behind there said the girl who had come up with me tom tom she said but as he did not appear you call him she suggested chubby chubby i called and my voice sounded strange to me it was quite hoarse with excitement